Welcome to the Natural State Podcast from the Arkansas Department of Parks and Tourism, an in-depth look at Arkansas's thriving tourism industry and the people who make it successful. Here's your host, Parks and Tourism Executive Director, Kane Webb. Rex Nelson, thank you for joining me on the Natural State Podcast. Kane, thanks. Good to see you. I know you're a busy man. You've got about 125 irons in the fire at any time. I'm like you. I'm trying to cover all 75 (laughs) counties now. It's not easy. It's not easy. Um, Excuse me. No, uh... You have uh, been back in the newspaper now for about how long? Six yeah. weeks? Oh, yeah, just about six weeks is all, but it's it's wonderful. And because you're, you're titled senior editor, correct? That means I'm getting old. You know how that is <laughs> when they start putting senior in front of your name. <laughs> I mean, I mean, oh, yeah. You know, Scott, I think back, uh, Guy, we, of course, grew up idolizing. I remember when they made... Uh, Orville Henry, the senior sports editor, and I'm thinking, all right, now I'm not nearly that old. It's <laughs> never a good was sign. At that point. Yeah. yeah. When I was, a, but it does mean I'm getting old. When I was a senior advisor for the governor, I was asked what that meant, and I said it means I'm the one with gray hair in the room. Yeah, the basically. oldest guy in the room, other yeah. than the governor. Yeah. 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 So you're doing three columns a week now. Saturday, Sunday, and Wednesday, right, and then doing occasional longer essays uh-huh. for the front of the Sunday perspective section. I saw the one you did on Rockefeller. Yep. that was great. My, my favorite figure in Arkansas history. And you're still keeping up the blog? Yeah, right? still doing the Southern Pride blog, Rex Nelson, southernpride.com. Still doing that, try to stay active in social media. So that's that's all still a part of it. Yeah, and, and still doing radio and all the other yeah, play, things. Yeah, playing around. Yeah, yeah, playing around. But all, all heavily Arkansas related. Now, I'm not going to promise that this won't change, but I, I have no plans, Kane, to write any about national politics, for instance, there's, you know, we can pay syndicated columnists to do that. Uh, So my focus is going to be completely Arkansas. That may be Arkansas food one week and Arkansas politics the next and Arkansas music the next, but it's it's going to be Arkansas. So if you're describing your column, it is an Arkansas only. Arkansas only. Absolutely. If you want the latest, uh, from the from the Trump administration, uh, look look to John Brummett. Don't don't look to me yeah. for that. All right, fair enough. Um, so describe why you couldn't resist going back to the newsroom. And I say this as one journalist <laughs> to another. I guess I'm an ex-journalist. I understand the lure of that. But yeah. What 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 made you? Well, it, it never leaves you. Do, do, does it, Kane? Mm-hmm. And I. Uh, you know, it was hard for me to believe because it seemed like yesterday, but it had been 21 years since I last worked full-time in that news. I knew it. I wrote down 96. 21 last years. Yeah. yeah. That's when you went to, to That's work when I Huckabee. went to work the day Mike Huckabee took office, yeah. July 15th of wow. 1996. So that's that's a long time away. Obviously, I had still written. I had freelanced a weekly column for the Democrat Gazette for the past eight years. I'd done a lot of freelance magazine writing mm-hmm. uh for instance, I was still out there writing, but as far as doing it full time, uh, this was an opportunity to do that. And I'm, I'm about to turn 58 years old and, you know, Lord willing, I've got a good decade or more left of, uh, of, of good work. And I, I decided that's what I love most. I love traveling around Arkansas, talking to people, writing about Arkansas. And you know me well enough to know, Kane, that I don't do what I call an ivory tower type column, which is where you you sit there, you read the news, 
and then you comment on it and give your opinion. I do a reported column. In other words, I go out. I, after we do this, I'm, I'm headed to Augusta, Arkansas this right. afternoon to work on a column. And that's what I love. I like going out in the state, talking to people. I've already been to Fort Smith this week. I've already been to Russellville this week, for instance. That's just this week. That's so, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do a reported column. Well, and the flavor of that comes through in your column. You mm -hmm. know, there's no doubt you're not on a phone or in a, in a room. You're there. Yeah. And yeah. we get that sense of it, and I think that's what makes it so well, good. Well, that's that's what I want to do. So the so the opportunity was there, and of course you worked there for a number of years. The other, so you will understand this, and I hope our Kansans do. The other thing that really appealed to me is in an era where newspapers are really suffering. And you look just around our state, pick up a commercial appeal at Memphis or, or, or pick up a Shreveport Times. What's or, left of them? Yeah. And, and, and you realize that Walter Huntsman is putting out really one of the last really good statewide newspapers in America. And at the end of my career, I kind of wanted to be a part of that That's again. Right. Is it just like getting back on the horse? I mean, you know, having it, it been was, away for 11 years. It was really newsroom. amazing. Um, a newspaper being a newspaper that they hadn't bought new furniture or anything in those 21 <laughs> years. So all the desks were still the same. They were in the same configuration. And a lot of the people obviously were still the same. And it was if I had walked out and I could have walked over to my old desk and, and started editing copy, I think. I really could have. There's something comforting about yeah, that. There is something you know, comforting about that. I haven't been that. in that newsroom in a number of years, yeah. and I bet I would immediately feel at home when I walk and, and the computer system's been updated, but not to the point of, you know, with about 15 minutes, I was up and running, You're you know. And here's how oh you do it. Yeah, here's how we want you to do it. Well, let's go back here. You, your dad was a... a Sold sporting goods, right? Mm -hmm. Red. Where did yep. your love of writing and journalism come from? Well, my love of Arkansas did come from my dad. Uh, you know, we we published just in the last year. I say we Butler Center Books and mm -hmm. Little Rock published a collection of my columns, and they asked me to write a forward for that. And again, it's all Arkansas. It's called Southern Fried. And available at. And there we go. There you. we go. Or bookstores everywhere. Yeah. 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 Hopefully even some state park gift shops. But, uh, um, I, I, I thought back, and uh, my dad took a took me out of school for a year because he wanted me to be the oldest one in my grade instead of the youngest. I have a September second birthday, mm -hmm. so the year that I turned six, uh, he held me back for a year so I'd be the oldest in the class. And I traveled the state with him. He called all over the state selling athletic supplies to high schools and colleges, and I I think that's when my love affair of Arkansas back roads and small towns and old WPA gyms and all of that really began. And so that love of Arkansas was combined with a love of media, because I, I actually started in radio before I started in the newspaper. I didn't business. know that. Yeah, 13 years old, I had a radio show. No, you did not. What yep. was the station? Yep, it was the student station at Henderson, but me and two buddies, they gave us a, a Goza Junior High. It was the name of the Junior Goza. High in Arkadale. Right. Goza Junior High show. And the Gazette came down and did a feature on it. That's the AP funny. picked that story up and put it on their national feature wire. And I still have somewhere an old <laughs> scrapbook. As people start sending to them, it ran across the country. Is since it hit right? the AP National well, you get the gig about these kids in Arkansas doing radio. How'd you get the gig at 13? How'd you land I, that? The, 
the mother of one of my friends that did the show with me was good friends with the guy that ran the radio station. <laughs> that's it. Oh, and we would sit good. around on these little tape recorders and pretend we were doing yeah. a radio show. So she said, give them a real one. So oh, we did. And then I worked uh, um, at the real radio stations there in Arkadelphia through high school and college. So I've always had a love of media. And uh, this allows me to combine my love of media with my love of Arkansas. So you've been in radio 45 years. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, and then, and then when you were yeah. 14, you started doing OBU football. Right? Well, well, actually, my actually, first you're 18, my right? first writing. Now, now, my first writing uh, probably probably was even earlier than that. I would, uh, even though I was playing little league baseball, uh, I would write out by hands uh, summaries of the games, and my mother would then type them on her manual typewriter at work and deliver them down at the newspaper office and uh, right? they, they would give me a byline. So when I say my first job was radio, the first time I got paid was for radio, but actually I probably had a newspaper byline. That's the great thing about a small town. You can start young when I was 11 or 12 probably. Right? Yeah. You'll like this. When I was about that same age, my dad was a big horse racing fan. Oh yeah. I'd read racing for him and I would write up, accounts of races I saw on TV in the in the racing form style. In that style, which yeah. Which is really and not the best literary style, as you know. No, but you and I could both imitate it in a heart Oh, thing. absolutely. Yeah. I thought yeah. of all things went sideways, I could do that for a while. Oh, oh absolutely. Um, absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you were talking about the newsroom earlier. You and I met for the first time. You interviewed me for a job. You were the assistant, assistant sports, sports editor, editor mm -hmm. of the then Arkansas Democrat. This was 1986. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget it. it was about, I was on spring break from the University of Missouri, and I had written like you know everyone that age looking for a job to the Democrat as well as half the newspapers in the country, and uh, he said, "Come see me when when you get in town," and we you interviewed me, and then and then I was later hired that summer. But uh, you have got to describe the, the, what that newsroom was like in the 1980s. Yeah, now the Democrat Gazette newsroom uh, later moved up to the third floor, but this was the old second floor newsroom, and it was straight out of the old movie, The Front Page. I mean, the old desk that didn't work, there weren't enough terminals for everybody, so you still had people on typewriters. Mm -hmm. I mean, even into the 80s, oh, you, yeah. as you well know, a lot of people, a lot of people on typewriters, a uh, lot of people still smoking in those oh, yeah. days, a lot of ashtrays around. That haze and, of smoke. Yeah, there may have been a few bottles in right corner drawers <laughs> for all I know, but... Uh, you know, I, I thought back on that, and I thought uh, that newsroom in the 1980s was closer to probably what the newsroom was in the 1920s than it is to what the newsroom is now. I think it was very much a throwback. I remember when I walked off that elevator, and even the elevator had that kind of that iron work. Oh, the iron work that across. you had to pull across, absolutely. And I walked absolutely, in, yeah. and I immediately saw the woman who sat there, and I can't remember her name. She was smoking, <laughs> and then I just saw a haze of smoke and newspapers stacked everywhere. And I keep thinking, yeah. this is a fire hazard. <laughs> you this thing's going to go was. up in a heartbeat. And I went over. But we both looked back on that place oh, fondly. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad we were old enough to experience blast. that era. Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, I shared a desk with three other people. Now I say shared a desk. There was only one chair. You yeah, had to yeah. alternate when you could exactly. sit at the desk. When you could sit there. But yeah. we, we were lucky, and we've talked about that a lot during the '80s up until 1991. Was the newspaper war? Oh and, yeah, and it was. Uh, 
I mean, we were, it was intense. And One of the great exciting. newspaper wars in America. Absolutely. And you think about a market this size having two morning newspapers. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned Walter Hussman. You told me something once that I always think about when you're describing working for the Democrat in that time. You said you knew that if the Gazette went out and opened four bureaus across the state, the next day Walter would open five. Absolutely. And that was my comfort level. Yeah. He was that. And uh, I had already been sent to Washington at the time of the Gannett purchase. And the initial reaction was, well, we're done. The largest newspaper corporation in America now has purchased the Gazette. And then it later dawned on me, and of course this ended up being the case, Walter Hussman, family-owned newspaper, and he had income coming in from smaller newspapers, from cable television systems that were doing very well, that he could help supplement that with, Mm -hmm. as opposed to a public company. A public company has to answer to shareholders. And that's when I realized, all right, Maybe we have the better end of this deal because we've got a Marquansan with pride in Arkansas. And Uh he wants to have, if there's one remaining statewide newspaper, he's going to see to it it's his. Meanwhile, this other company has some shareholder sitting there in, let's say, Dubuque, Iowa, saying, why is my company losing $20 million a year in Little Rock, Arkansas? And they don't. Yeah. And they had to answer to those shareholders. It's just a, yeah. a line on a chart. You mm-hmm. know, and they don't understand what Arkansas is about. And I think ultimately you were correct in that. And Walter, that's why we won the newspaper. I say we because I'm an old Democrat hand too and a Democrat Gazette. Mm-hmm. So I've gotten ahead of myself though. Uh, so in Arkadelphia, you started going on the radio at 13, had bylines at 11. Yeah. You went to OBU. Went to, went to Washtaw and held down two full-time jobs at the same time. I was the, uh, again, great thing about a small town, you have so much opportunity. I was the sports editor of the Daily Sifting Herald, which was a five-day-a-week newspaper, Monday through Friday. But I was also the sports director of KVRC, AM, KDL, FM, which were the two radio stations there. And I, I remember I had a friend from out of state that came to visit me, and he said, you do both? And I said, yeah. And he said, now, now let me get this right. Said, uh, said, I listened to an Arkansas High School football game on Friday night, and you're doing the play-by-play. And I said, that's correct. He said, then I pick up the paper, and you wrote the story and the column about it. And I said, that's correct. He said, you don't get much varied viewpoint on sports in this town, do you? My viewpoint's all that matters. <laughs> but I was doing both all the way through I college. I didn't know you did the high school. Yeah. I knew you did the Tigers. Yeah, at the time I was doing high school and watched top play by play. Did you do the Tigers from your freshman year on? Uh, I started in the middle of my freshman year. Yeah. That, that's How'd an interesting that little story. Yeah. I had been asked to do color. And, of course, I was delighted to do it. I was going to be covering them for the paper anyway. And the guy that was doing play-by-play was a guy from Conway named Glenn Hogger. Glenn's still around. Glenn was working for the old Ward Bus Manufacturing Company over at Conway. Uh Well, about midway through the season, I remember we were playing up at Arkansas Tech in Russellville that night. My phone rang early that morning, and it was Glenn. And it was a static, you know, it sounded like he's in the bottom of a well. I said, Glenn, where are you? And uh, he said, I'm in Saudi Arabia. And I said, where? Trying to hear through the static. He said, I'm in Saudi Arabia. You're going to have to do play-by-play tonight. I'm not going to make it. In fact, I don't know if I'll make any more games this season. What had happened is Ward had gotten this huge contract with the Saudi government to provide buses 
you'll have this to take pilgrims to Mecca. No way. <laughs> you know? And so he was suddenly yeah. off. And, and suddenly it. he'd been assigned to the Saudi Arabia contract. <laughs> and he was off in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I started doing play-by-play, and this will be my 35th season of play-by-play this, this fall. Uh, uninterrupted, or did not, you? No, you no, it's not DC, continuous. Because, right? yeah, I was going to say, I lived in Washington for four years where I was the Arkansas Democrats correspondent. So that commute would have gotten a little far. A little yeah. rough. Yeah. In, in your home, in a way. So right? it's not you continuous. Travel. So, yeah, so this will be... This will be like uh, 35 of the previous 41 seasons. Goodness. And that's that's a way in home, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have not missed a game, period, since 1998, uh, home or away. And you've got a We're at 19 years since I've missed a game. And I will tell you, you'll appreciate again, given your background covering politics, too, the only reason I missed a couple of games in 98 is because I was Mike Huckabee's campaign manager mm-hmm. that year, and there were a couple of out-of-state games getting late in the campaign, mm-hmm. and I thought, no, no, I cannot be out-of-state and have something happen. You know, yeah. I would never hear the end of it. <laughs> so I, I did not leave the state during the stretch run of that campaign. I'm a little know. surprised Huckabee being a washdog rat yeah. didn't say, I didn't let me go. Heck. No, Let's no. see those tigers. I figured I better stay put. Well, how did... Um, how did you get from Arkadelphia to the Democrat? Was that the, the next? You know, I had you? gotten to know Wally Hall when mm-hmm. he was the columnist. Uh, he had become the columnist for the Democrat in about 79, I mm-hmm. guess. And uh, we were covering Oakland occasionally when I went covering Washington Henderson. I'd cover a Razorback game. So then uh, Todd Gurley, who was running the sports department, I'd freelance for quite a bit. And Todd left. And Wally was elevated to be sports editor in addition to the columnist at that time. And he kind of just said, all right, you're going to come to work for me as soon as you finish college. And it was just kind of understood, Kane. There was was no formal job Mm -hmm. interview or ever. We had just known each other for several years, and it was just kind of understood. And I didn't didn't apply anywhere else. I didn't interview anywhere else. I I finished school in December of 1981. I finished in the middle of a school year and uh, loaded up and moved to Little Rock. And you, you were the assistant sports editor? And well, not initially, not initially the assistant sports editor. I was initially uh, covering the old Arkansas Intercollegiate oh, Conference, sure. which, of course, fun. had been my bread and butter uh, back in uh, back in Arkadelphia. But what was great was I covered AIC football in the fall of – well, I covered, covered basketball, actually, because it came in December. So I covered basketball in the winter of 82, and uh, – Late in that basketball season, um, I, I got called in again, and the guy that was covering Oakline at that time, Jeff Crumpsall, was leaving to go to the New Orleans Times. Whatever happened to Crumpsall? <laughs> <laughs> of course, he's a lifer now back yeah, at the Democrat. Yeah. But at that time, he was leaving, sure. and he was going to New Orleans. Yeah. And uh, Wally said, look, you've been covering Oakline and Arkadelphia the last few years. Man, the race meet's starting here any day now. Yeah. And, you, and you're going to be a, my Oakline beat man. Well, you and I – we both love racing. Oh, sure. So I was in heaven. You know, I was right out of college. I was for one of the two statewide newspapers. I was the beat man. And I thought, I'm never going to leave this job. I'm going to do this the rest of my life. I can cover AIC sports. Mm-hmm. I can cover Oakland. Uh, th- this is great. Well, the Monday after the Arkansas Derby, um, uh, Wally calls me back in. He said, I need to tell you something. I said, what? And he said, well, we hadn't announced it yet. Keep it quiet. But we just hired Randy Moss oh. away from the Arkansas Gazette. So there went my 
race riding career. Uh, of course, Moss was already famous at a very young age. Uh, and that was, you know, thinking back, big name defections. That was really the first big name Randy defection from the Gazette, from the Gazette over to the Democrat. That, at that was time. Huge. Of course, Randy yeah. now, I turn on TV and I see him. He's everywhere. everywhere. Not just horse racing. but Oh, no, he was doing like obscure sports games. during the, the Olympics. Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> play by play. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's too funny. Well, we've talked a lot about sports and you we both have a love of sports but you're also very well known as someone who's who's uh, one of the political uh, geniuses or no, uh, knowledgeable folks in Arkansas how did the politics part of this thing get started when did you, when did you get fascinated with that and how did you you know again as a young kid I, I love sports my dad was a sporting good salesman as I said but and my parents were pretty apolitical so I guess it's it skipped a generation mm -hmm. because my grandfather on my mother's side, my maternal grandfather at Desart, had held about every elective office in Prairie County at one time or oh, another. Wow. And he was a very close friend of Wilbur Mills, uh -huh. uh, who was from White County, adjoining counties. He was a former Prairie County judge. So I love politics. I would make my father, when I was very young, take me to the courthouse on election nights to hear the returns read box by box. You like the uh, game of it. Oh, it was, absolutely. It's like a sporting absolutely. Event. It is like a sporting event. And hear the returns uh, read box by box. So, you know, I, I, I love sports, but I didn't only want to be a sports writer. And I've been lucky enough to be do both through the years. And that, you know, after Randy came over and, and I still stayed at the Democrat through the end of 82, but then I was offered the editorship of the paper in Arkadelphia where I'd mm -hmm. been sports editor during college. And I thought, all right, I don't want to be classified as just a sports writer. I need yeah. to expand. Yeah. And so I went back to Arkadelphia for a time as editor. I was the youngest daily See, newspaper editor in the state at I did not age know 23. The whole newspaper. You're the top yeah. dog editor. Yeah. Huh. At age 23, uh, in my hometown, I went down there at the end of 82 and uh, did that 83. And then in 1984, I, I was already ready to get back to the quote-unquote big city of, oh, of right. Little Rock. And I, and I took my first full-time job in a political campaign. So that's the first time I actually worked in a campaign was 84 when I was 24 years old. Mm-hmm. But you said you're not really going to write a lot about politics. I'm not. I, I do some. I'm, I've now got the editorial page column on mm -hmm. Sunday. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, uh, and, and as you know, you've got to be flexible. If something mm -hmm. happens and I want to write politics, Arkansas politics mm -hmm. on a Wednesday, I can. Uh, and it's still, I'm not going to write national politics, but Arkansas mm -hmm. stuff, uh, Sunday will likely be a little more politics Public policy yeah. on a on that a, feels like yeah it does it, especially on the editorial page. when you go I mean, when, you're the, when you're the lead Sunday columnist that's going to be a little more public policy politics and then typically the Wednesday and Saturday columns will be more the traveling Arkansas stuff yeah, I, I agree I had the same feel when I had that spot the Sunday was mm -hmm. more policy and a little more serious. When I'd write anything for Saturday, it had a little more of a whimsical. Absolutely, it, people it are kicked back with a cup of coffee. Yeah. They're not in a hurry to get to church. So you got plenty of time to read. Yeah, and yeah. absolutely. That's kind of how I'm approaching yeah. it too. That sounds like a good 
Good idea. Let's let's talk about a couple of recent events that we're both interested in in Arkansas, one of which is the recent sale of the Arlington Hotel. Yeah. And you and I have had this conversation approximately 5,432 times. <laughs> <laughs> the Arlington sold and it's, and it's renovated and ter- it's turned into what it can be. Uh-huh. It would be not just a statewide draw, a regional draw as a destination location. Well, it is, it is the most iconic privately owned building in the state because I tried to think of one. And every iconic structure I could think of was owned by government. Or nonprofit. I mean, Old Main yeah. University of Arkansas, the state capital, the old state house in Little Rock. I mean, privately owned. Can you yeah. think of a more? I can't. Iconic not even close. I can't even, yeah, not, not even, even close. close. Second. Yeah. yeah. So the Arlington Hotel is the iconic privately owned building in Arkansas, and I think if this is done right, and I, I had somebody yesterday who knows the new owner and has worked with him, and she was very encouraging. She said, "Look, he's got access to a lot of capital." They are going to do it right, and I think that is, and this is an overused term, but I think it's the game changer for downtown Hot Springs Mm -hmm. because if that is done right, then I think you'll see developers start to take a really serious look at some of the big buildings that have been empty for so many years, the Medical Arts Mm, Building, the Velda Rose up on Park, the Howe DeSoto Hotel there by the Arlington, the Dugan Stewart Building, and I think maybe then we'll start seeing condos and apartments go into downtown Hot Springs, then you'll truly have a 24-hour lifestyle there because you have people living downtown. Yeah, and you're starting yeah. to see that already. I think you wrote about this, the, the, the majestic mm-hmm. fire, as bad mm-hmm. as that was, kind of served as an impetus to start turning things around on Central Island. A- absolutely. There, there are several exciting things that are happening right now. Uh, one is we've got new ownership of the Arlington, again, which I'm hopeful is willing to put some very serious capital into that. That's important. The second is we've got a great opportunity in Hot Springs to do something with that majestic location. Yeah, what do you think is, we should do that? I'm into, the, the, I'm into the thermal right. pools. Yeah, yeah. kind of the like Glenwood Springs. Cause and, and, I, and the city is di- digging test wells yeah. right now, as you probably know. I did a column recently on the new city manager over there, and they're they're digging test wells. Uh, he he buys into this idea. Because here's the thing, Kane. The place is called Hot Springs. Mm-hmm. So people want to come see the Hot Springs. And you say, well, it's that metal box up there. Mm-hmm. They say, what? It's, it's that green metal box. The springs were all capped many years ago. So we could pump them into bathhouses. Those are the springs, but they're capped. So if you could pump that water over, and you had a bathhouse at the Majestic, so you've already got the piping system yeah. to that location and open up these big pools with steam coming off of it, some that you could let people get in. Can you imagine how popular that will be? And the you know, the vista there is just a beautiful setting. The yeah. thing I, I love most about where the Arlington is and where that old Majestic is is the way it sits yeah. in downtown. And if those two pieces of the puzzle are filled mm-hmm. in properly, there, there's, I mean, sky's the limit. Okay, so you, yeah, so there's one is the Arlington. There's two is the Majestic side, if you mm-hmm. really make that a draw. And then number three, and you may have been the one who first mentioned this to me, and I'm going to do a whole column on it. There are 2,000 pristine acres right behind that old Majestic location. I, I grew up right down the road in Arkansas. I had no idea. These were originally the city water reservoirs, yeah. these lakes back here, and they wanted to keep the land around them, kind of like in central Arkansas. Mm-hmm. You keep the land undeveloped around Lake Maumelle. Mm-hmm. 
undeveloped. So the city owns these 2,000 acres of basically old growth forest mm -hmm. with lakes already in there. Your department has been very active in, in promoting mountain biking, mm -hmm. and, uh, and they've got a plan to possibly open up and be able to put 44 miles of hiking and biking trails on it, that. I mean, that that's a national draw, if not an international draw at that point. Uh, yeah, 100%. And, and we're seeing that. We're seeing the draw of mountain biking in northwest Arkansas, mm -hmm. as you know. With what the, but here, here's the thing about this. Yeah. It's so close, it's Kane. Perfect. You can do the trails and go back to your hotel and yeah. never get in a car. Yeah, You I don't mean, have to transport the bikes. You can roll them back down Central Avenue. It's going to be fantastic. That's how close it is. Yeah, yeah. The, the Hot Springs has so much potential. We, we use that word. You and I use that a lot when yeah. we're talking about Arkansas because we can see what it can be. Mm -hmm. But uh, we're, I think after, after years of, okay, come on. We're starting to see that tipping point, mm -hmm. don't you think? I agree. I agree. I, I think we're about to get there. Yeah. Uh, we've got some places that are, are that are really putting the focus back downtown. Yeah. And for those kind of things, I, I don't think we've ever had as exciting a time as we we do right now. Uh, you know, of course, Bentonville, what they're doing downtown is incredible. That's going to be one of the top culinary yeah, destinations if you, in the country within a few years. Uh, every time I'm up there, yeah. Yeah, I'm probably up in northwest Arkansas once every two weeks at, uh -huh. at, the, at the least. And I'll go to Bentonville, and there's something new every time. Yeah. If you if you had someone who hadn't been there since 1995, and they saw it today, they would think they had been transported to an entirely different city. Oh, absolutely. It's unbelievable. So that that's an example. Another one, and this is, I, I was up there all day Tuesday, uh, because I've always been kind of fascinated by the fact that Fort Smith, our state's second largest yeah. city, for people in central Arkansas, for some reason, it's just kind of out of sight, out of mind. Know, they, don't, they don't ever think of Fort Smith. Yeah. Northwest Arkansas, obviously, they think of Benton and Washington County, but Fort Smith has one of the neatest downtowns Agreed. anywhere in the country, and they've got a lot going on. They're about to do their third, what they call the unexpected, where they bring in these world-class artists to do these giant murals on the side there, of their it, buildings. It is an art gallery in a oh, city. The whole downtown's an art gallery. It is an art gallery in a city. But, you, I know, you know, I love when I'm going downtown to go out to the state line and get off the interstate at Dora and go into Oklahoma and then come across the river and you've got that wide Garrison Avenue you've got beautiful Immaculate Conception Catholic Church at the mm -hmm. end you got that great old First National Bank building on the right with the big American flag on top and it, it's just a neat downtown and there's a there's a lot going on and I'm gonna be writing about uh, about that some early I mean I guess I guess Garrison is probably the widest street in Arkansas, isn't it? I, I can't, can't think of anything even close. Wouldn't it be if Little Rock had a yeah, street yeah. that wide? It's yeah. such a great boulevard. I'm so excited yeah. for Fort Smith. I went up there yeah. a couple months lot, ago. A lot going on there. And toured around the Unexpected Project project with uh, Claude Legree. Yeah, you yeah know, no, Claude, Claude, their Convention of Visitors yeah. Bureau. And then uh, uh, Claire Colbert. Who Claire was who I was with so Tuesday part smart. of the day. Yeah, yeah. And, and she gave me a little background on every single um, uh, mural. In fact, I did a podcast with her. And then you throw in the, the Marshalls Museum, yeah. which is going to be, you know, if things go as planned, yeah. it's been modified some. It'll open in 2019. Yeah, late I, I yeah. met with all their folks. They've got a new CEO yeah. in. It's been there about a year. He has. He said, look, we've got to have a firm opening date. Yeah. He said it, and then I think they're going to get there. Well, I, I hope so. We're going to have our uh, governor's conference on tourism there oh, because good. of that. So. Good. But There's he, a lot it, going on I there. I think the murals there have changed 
the feel of the city mm -hmm. in, a, in a very positive way. You yeah. know, it's always got, you know, that gateway to the West type of thing. Yeah. But um, now it feels like this eclectic and interesting artsy town that oh, yeah, wasn't yeah. before. Well, people, you know, it can give them a reason to kind of take a field trip if they're coming in to see Crystal Bridges. You can say, go an hour away yeah. when you're finished with Crystal Bridges. This city down here, the whole downtown's an art yeah, gallery in essence yeah. now. And, and that's the campus already started, or the buildings. I'm yeah. hearing that's starting to happen, and both yeah. are free. Yeah. Both are open. Exactly. For, don't cost you a dime. So e Exactly. Yeah, Fort Smith. Uh, then I think about what's getting ready to happen in El Dorado. Oh, yeah. The Murphy Arts. Yeah. And I, I'm going to be going down there soon yeah. <laughs> to do you something should. else. But they're they're spending more than $80 million just on the facilities downtown. And their lineup for a city of 20,000 people is just it's incredible for this fall it, that they've lined up. And we out. don't realize, I think, in central Arkansas what a big project that is in El Dorado. It's... Other than Crystal Bridges, this, they're spending more money on that than Robinson. Oh, yeah. yeah it this could is, be a $100 million project. El, El Dorado is going to be a true regional destination when this is all said and done, I'm convinced. We're not only talking about people from South Arkansas, but East Texas and North Louisiana. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they, they're, they're committed to drawing from all of those states. And there's, that's another town that said, okay, we're going to do what we can do. We're going mm -hmm. to be unique to ourselves instead of trying to figure out something that, kind of waiting on the cavalry, mm -hmm. kind of, which is unnecessary because yeah. we have so many interesting places to be. Another that you've written about a lot is Dice and the potential there Oh yeah, with the Dice Colony and the Johnny Cash Boyhood Home and then what's going on in Wilson. You kind of get excited. You about do get excited talking about it. It is a really, really neat time to be in Arkansas right now with the, with all that's going on. I, I, I did a column a couple of years ago, Kane, uh, where I was comparing, uh, and, and this was not to take anything away from what I'm about to name, because I went there as a kid and I enjoyed it. But I said, what a difference when you think back 40 years ago when our main draw to the Ozark section of Arkansas was Dogpatch USA, yeah. and now it's Crystal Bridges. And so we've gone from a hillbilly, you know, hillbilly little amusement park to uh, one of the world's best art museums. And that kind of capsulizes where we've, where we've gone in the state the last four or five decades. It, it was a game changer even to a greater degree, I think, than we had hoped. Yeah. Oh, I, I could not agree more. And, you know, as a foodie, uh, that's one of the things. Mm. I knew there were going to be spinoffs. But truly, I mean, there, every time I look up, I'm reading about a new restaurant. I'm thinking, I just got to go stay a week and eat, if nothing else, in Bentonville and try all these new places. We out. need to do that again. Yeah. People may remember you and I did two food tours, so to speak. Oh, yeah. One was a barbecue tour through the Delta, and then we came back and topped that with a with, tamale, with tamale tour. tour. Yeah. We, need, we need to revise the barbecue yeah, tour. We really do. We really do. Uh, I, I was over in Helena a week ago, uh, again, doing working on a story and uh, spent the night and then timed my return so I could have barbecue at Craig's and yeah. on Saturday, in fact. Uh, I think at the end, that was the day where we had five or six barbecue places in one day, <laughs> ate at every one of them, well, old pork, and then we finished it uh, in Brinkley at Jeans, and we had fish and barbecue. Oh, yeah. Well, I mentioned Craig's and Duvall's Bluff. Uh, the, I remember the funny thing about that is uh, it was just you and I on that day, and the photographer actually kind of retraced our steps later to get photos. And I remember you saying he asked uh, I said, well, how did, because said, Kane, in your story, you're describing yeah. the smokehouse at Craig's. And 
They wouldn't let me in there. How'd you get in? That's what she said. You messed up. You asked. You just go. We saw smoke coming out of it. We walked in there, started an interview, and then he was great. Yeah. What do you like to read? The Wall Street he was, Journal. He was or reading something? the Wall Street Journal editorial page, and he had a <laughs> knife the size of my arm next to it. That was the thing that hit me. In the balls, bluff. Who thinks we have the Wall Street Journal? Yeah, yeah while he's smoking great. pork. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, we need to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> When I go on your Facebook page, I swear it's more like a food journal. Than <laughs> well, I do a lot of food, I too, like so that, that's part of it. You, you know, it kind of shows, I guess, where our priorities are as Arkansans. You know, I can do something and work really hard. On, you know how this is, Kane? I can work really hard on a column and I think make some very profound public policy yeah. point, and I might get two emails about it, and then I can be running late and dash off something about best barbecue and oh, write yeah. it in about 40 minutes, and I get 50 emails about that column. Same with me. I spent 30 years in journalism. <laughs> the only thing anyone remembers me for the tamales and barbecue. That's it. <laughs> Everything else doesn't matter. Oh, my gosh. What? One other topic I want to hit with you. Uh, you may not know this, but uh, Memorial Stadium is now under Parks and Tourists. <laughs> I had heard. Very exciting. <laughs> and, and you and I have, have talked about the future of that stadium and the park for years before yeah. I wound up at Parks and Tourism, and you were back at the paper. Um, and you've written extensively about it. Oh, yeah. So, well, it's just uh, one of those places in Arkansas that holds so many memories for me. So what, what is your dream scenario for the stadium and the park, if you, if you, if well, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of, as I've written before, you know, it's kind of our central park mm -hmm. in, in Little Rock. It's right in the middle of the city. It's easy to get to. I don't think it's ever been developed to its fullest use. Uh, and so I, I can see the stadium rather than just hosting a handful of football games. Uh, you've, they've now got the Guns and Roses this summer, but I can see a lot more concerts there. They've now got soccer going on there. So it's moving in that direction. Mm -hmm. this, this great multi-use outdoor venue, mm -hmm. and that, that's what it should be. Uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people get caught up in this debate, as I tend to do too, um, where the University of Arkansas sure. should play home games, and, and they forget the fact that War Memorial Stadium is our largest memorial to veterans that we've ever built mm -hmm. uh, in, in this state. So I, I think we have some responsibility as a state to keep that nice. And and one of the things when people start, of course, you've seen me go back and forth with people when people start debating on games, they'll, they'll compare it to uh, places like uh, uh, Legion Field in Birmingham or Jackson Memorial Stadium. Well, those were city-owned, mm -hmm. those were city-owned facilities that really were, I mean, they had to take the upper deck off Legion Field, and mm -hmm. that's just so dangerous, mm -hmm. that really were allowed to go down. This is a state-owned facility, and thanks to the state of Arkansas, previous governors, the legislature, and the commission, mm -hmm. um, Kevin Crass and Gary Smith before him mm -hmm. have just done yeoman's work. I I can sit here and tell you with a straight face game, I've been going to games for 50 years in that stadium, and it is in better shape right now than it has ever been. You're right. I agree with you. And not only that, we had the, uh, the the group that's doing our feasibility study for future uses for the stadium come to Little Rock a couple weeks ago to look around. They said the exact same mm -hmm. thing. They said, first of all, we want to compliment you on the facility. You've kept it up nice. Unreal, especially yeah. with the, with the, the uh, you know, the... 
resources you have. Yeah. It's really remarkable. It's a, it is, and people don't realize that unless you go on a regular basis. Yeah, I just saw the picture of the work in our newspaper the other day. They're yeah. taking the video screens to high definition yep. right now, thanks to the Arkansas That's right. Natural and Cultural ANC Resources ARC. Council. But that work's ongoing. It's obviously going to be ready for the start of football We're season. ready, yeah. yeah. When, when, are you, when are you hitting your first game out there? <laughs> yeah, you got to do the high school shit. I, I will probably go to those high school, high school games that Monday night and that Tuesday that. night. Well, you know, Arkansas will open its season on a Thursday, but that's always such a huge week for War Memorial Stadium. So they've got high school double headers, which I just love because I'm ready for mm -hmm. football, and I usually go out for both of them on the Monday night of that week and the Tuesday night of that week. Wednesday, I guess, will be an off night to get ready it's for dark, the It's dark, as I call it. Then you got the Razorbacks then. Then Catholic. I guess you got Catholic mm -hmm. on Friday. And then the Salt Bowl, which now draws over 30,000 largest high school attendants every year in the state of Arkansas. This year on a Saturday, which I think is great because people are going to be able to tailgate it as if, it's going to be it, were, as if it were a college game. I think we're going to push 40,000 for the Salt Bowl. I mean, uh, hats off to my old friend Shane Broadway. He And a lot of people in Saline County. But he has really taken taken that and taken that and made that an event, not just a football yeah. game. We will have seven games in <laughs> six days at wow. Memorial Stadium. Unbelievable. It, it will be yeah. the place to see college football get started. Mm -hmm. It's the kickoff yep. venue for the state of Arkansas. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Really excited about it. For high school and college football. So I'm so proud to see that under Parks and Tourism because it, it should. It is a, it, again, is it's a state icon and uh, it should be taken care of, and uh, I just see it going to the next level. And again, I'm not sure what form the park around it will take, but I know you've been in heavy discussions mm -hmm. on that, and I, I know there are probably exciting things going to be happening there in well, the years ahead. given its location, it, it has to be something special. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, location, location, location is everything, and we've got it with War Memorial. Oh, absolutely. So, absolutely. so your, your book, it, this is your... Second or third book? Well, I... You it, did the Hillary book. Yeah, I did a biography, the first biography of Hillary Clinton, actually. There were a lot of hardbacks that came out later, but yeah, yes. you're one of the few people that remember. remember that. It was a fast one. They yeah. wanted it out fast, and it was in paperback, but we got it out by the middle of 93, her first year as First Lady. It was called The Hillary Factor. I did a little book for my alma mater um, uh, with with another person there at Washtaw, Ben Elrod, who was a yeah. well-known president of Washtaw Baptist uh -huh. University. So I guess we can count that because it it's out there and on sale. And then uh, and then a collection of my newspaper columns called Southern Fried. So I guess I guess three books. When's the next one coming out? No, oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if, if I, I like the column collection because I tell people yeah. those are the best kinds of books to write, the ones that are already written. You yeah. just have to decide what which column to Tweak it? Did, did, did you uh, we we tweaked it a little bit for space and uh, a few little edits and updates here and yeah. there. But yeah, not I, a lot. I think if I did that with some of my stuff, I'd just cringe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm the one who, who never could read it once it was yeah, Well, I try I not to. Not I try it. not to when it's in print because yeah. you, you invariably see something you wish you had changed. Yeah, and then if it's years There's ago, a, you're like, 
Good Lord. Yeah, or something I can't believe this guy. Yeah. yeah, what am I doing? Absolutely. But people people have seemed to like it. People in Arkansas are nice. So I've, I've had nice comments uh, from all over. So maybe we can do another collection here soon, especially is now that I'll have three times as many to choose from since I'm doing three columns a week instead of just one. Well, we don't have to worry about output with you, right? <laughs> That's never been a problem. So what, tell me what's coming up. Uh, I know you, you said, you, where are you going? Helena? No, uh, Well, I'm going to Augusta over in Woodruff County. Yeah. There's some neat things going on in that little town over there. And as you know, I've got a soft spot for mm -hmm. Delta towns that have been struggling. And you've got people that come back there and try to get mm -hmm. something done. So uh, I'm going to have, uh, like I said, and, I, and I'm trying to hit all regions of Arkansas. So I'm, I'm going to have pieces coming up on uh, Fort Smith, on Helena. So we're going from the east boundary of the state to the far west boundary of the state. I've I've been uh, I've been to both. I've, I've been... Uh, on the Mississippi River uh, by Mississippi and uh, uh, on the Arkansas River uh, by Oklahoma just in the last few days. So we're we, trying to cover all parts of the state. We live in an amazing place. Yeah, headed to Magnolia on Tuesday. That's so correct. be down by the Louisiana border on Tuesday. It Give is me a shout, state. I'll jump in the car with you. Good. That's I want to have you back a bunch. Let's do it Let's again do it. sometime. Rex Nelson of the Democrat Gazette, senior editor of the Democrat Gazette. Thank you for joining Thanks, Kane. Appreciate it. You've been listening to the Natural State Podcast with Arkansas Parks and Tourism Executive Director Kane Webb. Please stay tuned for new episodes.